this episode of the Jammer K podcast is brought to you by From Within Records. It is what it is by Payback is out now. Please go boot up your Spotify, Apple Music title, and go stream the new record. It's fucking awesome. The first track, the anthem, is insane. Crazy way to start a record. But please go stream the record, support it. Head over to the From Within Records Big Cartel. Go get yourself a copy of the vinyl before it's too late. And it's it's just so awesome. Shout out to the PA hardcore scene. Also, new song from Burning Strong titled Consequence. It's going to be appearing on a seven inch split with Qualifier coming winter 2021. So make sure to keep an eye out on that. Go boot up your Twitter, Instagram, click that follow button and make sure to stay up to date on all the From Within Records news. And like I always say, please support From Within Records because they support us. On today's episode, we had to travel to the Midwest. We tracked down Kevin and Alex. They play in a band called Lurk, and Lurk is seriously so awesome. I love that band. They just put out a new record a couple weeks ago titled Around the Sun. If you haven't had a chance yet, please hit pause. Do yourself a favor. Go stream that record and support that band. They're doing great things out there for Chicago, and I am just so stoked that they were willing to come on the podcast and talk about the band from the early days to what's currently going on. So please strap in, enjoy this conversation, and without further ado, welcome Kevin and Alex to the show. Welcome to the podcast, Kevin and Alex. How's it going, guys? It's going good. Doing well, man. Thanks. Thanks for having us. Thank you for being down to do the podcast. Uh, our mutual friend, Tyler Short, uh, has been bugging me to check out <laughs> Lurk. And I, I, I felt bad because I was, uh, the, the first time he mentioned it, I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll check him out. But then um, obviously I, I just sl- it slipped my mind. And then we did another podcast and we got onto the topic of Lurk again. And I knew he was going to ask me and this was uh, like being recorded. So I was like, damn it, I'm going to feel embarrassed and feel bad that I didn't like take the time to listen in between podcasts. But I, I promise him, I'm like, yo, after we get done recording, I'm going to take the time and go check out Lurk. And sure enough, I went, checked you guys out and I immediately texted him. I'm like, dude, I'm such an idiot for sleeping on this band because like, I, I just wasn't familiar. Right. Because um, it's just hard to know every single band that's doing stuff. So, oh yeah, uh, I'm guilty of that. Yeah. So yeah. what? When I, I I took the time, I'm like, this is uh like really good. Thank you for pushing uh, the the issue and wanting me to check out Lurk. So I'm uh, happy that I did, and I'm happy that you guys were willing to answer the call and come on the podcast. Oh yeah, thank you, thank you, Tyler. Tyler's awesome. We just saw him what two weeks ago at uh the uh, Knock Loose show, Alex. I think that was two weeks ago, right? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, sounds about right. Yeah. Cool. Thanks, Great Tyler. Team. Yeah. Okay. But so for, for me being a newer Lurk fan, I, I want to go back to the beginning of the band. Uh, I, I'm just curious uh, how the idea to start Lurk started. Um, 
So Alex was not in the band yet. Um, we had we had like this other band with our friend Rob. Um, and it was like the same lineup as Lurk, um, except without Kev and without Alex. And it was our friend Rob, who lives in Seattle now. Um, and it was kind of like more alternative, like sort of emo y. Um, and we got like kind of bored of it. We had like just grinded playing a bunch of shows here and like did a little run. And one day I bought a Strat and I was like, man, I want to like, literally it was the day I bought my Strat. I was like, yo, let's jam on some new stuff. Like I have like a new, like couple riffs and stuff. And we like wrote the demo that day, pretty much. We were like three out of the four songs. And it was just like, it flowed so much easier because it was just like aggressive, kind of fast, just fun. Sounded like Ramones or something like that. And it's just like songs almost like write themselves. So it just like flowed really well. And that was, uh, that was how we uh, put it together. Same lineup, just kind of scrapped the old band, made a new name and wrote some new songs. And I'm just curious about like the the type of music that um, Lurk is because I, I feel like when I listen to uh, your band is uh, one of those bands that it's just hard to describe. I, I was uh, I, I don't even try to compare you guys to anybody else. I just kind of default to telling people like, OK, just listen to the band and figure it out for yourself. Uh, when you're writing that demo early on, did you know like what kind of sound you wanted to have or were you just toying with these riffs that you uh, just had in mind? Uh, the goal was just like aggressive and fun. So like fun, like Ramones, but aggressive, like, like any punk band. And so I think like with the production that Andy did, he, Andy at Bricktop has recorded all of our stuff thus far. And I think it like smacks really hard. It's really aggressive, but it's equally like poppy, like how the Ramones basically took surf songs and just made them aggressive. So kind of like that. And then, when it came to doing vocals, I was like, well, I'm not going to scream over this and I'm not like a crooner. So like I just did some like weird uh, like Fred Schneider, like B-52's Cramps-esque vocals. And it kind of just worked. And so we've just like gone with that formula and kind of built on that ever since. Uh, and you mentioned um, Andy. It's cool to, to see uh, from the demo till now that uh, you guys have stayed with him uh, with all the recordings because I like that consistency. I, I like seeing uh, you guys just kind of stick together. So whenever I check out like a band's discography, I like to see uh, who's helped with like the, the recording. And when I see the same names, like, you know, like reappear on like, you know, album after album, I, I think it's really cool that you guys have and you kept that relationship going. Yeah, definitely. He crushes it. He's great. And uh, back then in uh, 2017, were you curious about um, if people would be into the band or you guys just didn't care? You guys were just like, all right, this is what we want to do. We're going to put it out and hopefully people uh, are into it. Yeah. I remember there's some back and forth about calling it a demo. And I was like, it's got to be a demo. Like it's, it's a demo. Cause it's just like, we're the new band in town and it's showing people what this is. It's a demonstration. It's just showing people like, this is this idea's demo. And people really liked it, like our friends and stuff. And mm -hmm. so it just went from there. So, yeah, I mean, we didn't really care. It was just like pretty focused idea. And I don't know. We do. Uh, yeah. 
I, I feel like you guys yes. had to have been, uh, you know, brave to to do that because uh, you know traditionally, uh, obviously, the scene that you guys uh, you know come from are like isn't really known for that type of music. So for a, a band like Lurk to come out and sound so different, I can imagine uh, you know people whether it be them being afraid or um, them just not uh, really you know caring um, would just like automatically kind of put it down and and not want to support it because it's so different. But I, I think it's awesome that uh, like you guys were brave enough to just be like, all right, this is what we want to do and stick to it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we all like come, especially Alex, like we all come from a punk background primarily and like and hardcore. But like Pedro has an alkaline trio tattoo like he's like he sounds he drums like Travis Barker. Dan's first bands were sounded like blink and green day and stuff like that the first like guitar music i ever listened to was the clash and talking heads and stuff and same with alex i'm sure you have similar stories so it's like it seems to flow naturally and it, it's like we've all played in like heavier and like hardcore bands but like when it comes down to it like we all have this background like this is all like the the binding thing i think between us all so it's just the most natural, I think. And if you can remember um, back then, was the scene uh, like outside of um, your friends, like was the scene pretty receptive to Lurk or did it take a while for people to catch on? Uh, the demo like had a little bit of hype. Um, there was a few like YouTube channels that were posting it and it got some hype. Um, and then um, just from like gigging around here, I and then... Uh, I was in another band with Alex called Vortex. And so it was like either Lurk or Vortex was like always playing like three years ago. Like shit. I mean, we'd be playing like every weekend pretty much. Yeah. Right? Like pretty much. It was like nonstop. So just like, like us being the two locals that sound different. I think like Vortex was like more like outburst type stuff. And Lurk is way different. So it's like, if there's a show that doesn't want, like heavy heavy stuff it was like one of us is gonna play probably so yeah because i mean the big like chicago bands at least like our peers and stuff are not that it's bad i mean it, it's awesome for what it is but um it's like heavier like bitter thoughts as a band mh chaos which i'm sure you've heard of too so obviously like when lurk and vortex come into the frame like we kind of stand out where I feel like within the band, we've always kind of like jokes saying like if we were a California band or an East Coast band, like maybe we would do so much better because like our sound kind of like works more for those coasts than in the Midwest because Chicago has always been kind of like all over the place with its sound, mm -hmm. especially when it gets into like hardcore and stuff. So, yeah, it, it's nice to I mean, I wouldn't say like we're the most like unique thing, but like to where we kind of come from and like with our peers and stuff, I definitely think we kind of like stand out and that was always nice. Yeah. I, I, I do enjoy uh, your sound because obviously it, it's not like traditional hardcore. So I feel like you guys do stand out and I always like play this game where I'm like, huh, I, I wonder what band they would pair well with like to go on a tour. So I, I just like would sit around and just kind of think, uh, but it's, it's pretty interesting. I, I think it's awesome that, that you guys are doing that, especially where you're from. I'm, I'm not sure if you guys would do better or worse uh, if you were uh, from a different scene 
but I think it's awesome that you're able to mix it up uh, out there in Chicago because uh, I just feel like sometimes people um, aren't brave enough to do something like that. It might be easier just to kind of play uh, what's in and cool and just kind of try to blend in instead of trying to, you know, pop up with something different and, uh, you know, mix it up. Yeah. 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 I mean, like, who knows? Like, you know, it might be totally different or it might be worse because like, maybe we sound too much like other bands if we exactly. were somewhere else. So like, I, I feel like the desire for us to, to sound the way we do co- probably comes from being surrounded by nothing like that. I mean, that was why we started Lurk. That was like, nothing sounds like this around here. So let's start this kind of band. And that's usually what I personally want to do with music is make something that isn't there. I think everyone should intend to do that. And yeah, yeah, I, I, I definitely agree because uh, I don't think one scene just likes one type of hardcore. I, I feel like um, obviously when it comes to music, everybody has different tastes. So I'm, I'm sure if somebody wanted to start like a different type of band, there would be some sort of fan base out there. It might not be the biggest one at first, but um, in time mm-hmm. you could grow that and you know get people into these different types of music. Yeah. One thing that I thought was really cool, uh, and I'm, I'm surprised more bands don't do it. Uh, you, you guys had your first show filmed. That we we didn't plan that. Um, that that's my friend Mike. Um, he ran a tape label, and that's who we put out. Uh, oh, the Bee Kitchen what, show. Yeah, the Bee Kitchen show. Legendary Bee, show. Yeah, <laughs> Dan actually didn't play. Dan, our bass player, didn't play. Kevin made a uh, played bass um because we were playing with knuckle puck and that's his band so we were like we have to play this show and we just asked him if he would play so it's funny dan dan missed our first show but um and then kevin would end up joining later anyways but uh yeah we didn't plan that our friend who ran the tape label uh think again they he put out the demo tape for us and he was just like at the show and he used to carry on a vhs camera and so he just filmed it yeah, but even with like the the rise of technology and everybody having uh well not everybody but the majority of people having a smartphone with some sort of high tech camera attached to it, I- I'm surprised uh, more bands don't film and put out their first show sets because like I- I've yeah. seen so many bands like new bands pop up and I'm just like you might grow into something cool like why isn't this being documented? So th- I am very thankful you did that. Amen. Like in hindsight, we did not think about that, and I'm glad it like exists there because it's it's also so different from what we are now. Like I was playing guitar and singing mm-hmm. and we covered a Nirvana song. I don't know if that's in the video or not. I know the video like cuts short, oh, but it's there. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, dude, I, I'm totally in agreement with that. Like we're all in the band, like kind of like nerds with our favorite bands. And I've always like wished, Oh man, I wish like my favorite band had their first show filmed. Like I'm sure it would have been bad because they were like rough and just getting started. But like just to have that is so cool. Yeah. So I'm glad uh, Mike did that for you guys. Yeah, I, I think it's cool because it's somebody like me who uh, is a newer fan. So for me to be able to go back and watch this set from 2017, that is something that I did notice was that uh, Kevin, you were playing guitar and singing. I was like, oh, he doesn't do that now from what I know. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm curious about the switch up. Why you decide to stop doing that? I did like, cause I was playing guitar in the, in the previous band. Mm-hmm. And when, so it was like a four piece and Dan, our bass player sang for the other band. And I didn't sing at all in that band. Cause I don't like, I sing now I've gotten better at like actually singing, but um, 
when we made Lurk, we didn't know who was going to sing, me or Dan. We literally didn't know until we got to the studio to do the demo. And I like just wrote some lyrics and that's crazy. Just, I was like, I'll try it. And I, that was the take. And so, yeah, me and Dan, well, Dan wasn't at the first show, but um, we just kind of like switched up on vocals on the demo. And then, so I was playing guitar and singing, but then as like we were writing more, it was like, all right, well, like I'm kind of doing more of the singing. I would rather not play guitar and like give the show more energy. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like, like I like bands obviously that have guitar player singers, but I feel like a band like Lurk could benefit, like now does benefit from having two guitar players and a vocalist. There's just like more dynamics. Now I'm playing synth live too. Um, so like, I don't know. It's, it's just like a different vibe, I guess. I just like, after two shows, I was like, I can't get into it as much. You know, it's hard to interact. I'm like focusing on my hands and like, that's not as fun, like for a hardcore band to like, you know what I mean? Like kids want to get into it. And I feel like if you're standing at a mic stand as a hardcore band. It's, it's a little tougher, but. Yeah. There's some bands that I love and like later in their career, like the singer would switch to using a mic stand for the whole set. And I'm like, this is, this is not as fun as it used to be. I saw, I, like I noticed red death. Um, I think they had, uh, cause they had a singer and then I think something, I don't know if one of their guitar players can make it. The last time I saw them, the singer was playing bass or, or guitar live. And I was like, damn, that sucks. Cause people used to like jump up and like sing, like try to like sing with them. Mm-hmm. And now he's like kind of focused, but I don't know. I mean, that band still rips on that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I feel like it's like different for, for every band, but I'm, I'm happy you decided to make the switch. Yeah. Yeah. I think it works better. And I also suck at playing and singing at the same time. It's, it's too, it's hard, man. And you mentioned a couple of times that Dan didn't make the first show. I'm curious. Can you talk about why Dan wasn't there? I honestly, I don't remember. I think he just had like some family thing going on and it was like, like super last minute, just like, uh, I think Kevin, um, either Kevin or John from knuckle puck was like, yo, this is sick. You guys should play this show. And it was like a, cause it was like a secret knuckle puck show, mm-hmm. uh, for their like record release. Um, and so it was just three bands. It was just, uh, them home safe and, and us. And so Dan was like, damn, like I, I can't, but you guys like have to play. And so we just taught Kevin to play the songs on bass. That's crazy. And you mentioned um, going to record the demo. You didn't know who was going to sing, but I'm curious about the the name of the band. Uh, was that planned out? And how'd you guys come up with Lurk? No, not there's there's not much thought. I mean, a question I've I wrote, always pondered myself. Really? I mean, <laughs> yeah. actually, to be fair, though, like we didn't name the band until like literally right before we dropped the demo. We were like stalling, like even when we recorded, like we didn't have a name. And I think I wrote the lyrics to the song Lurk before we actually settled. And Lurk didn't come up to hi-fi, but we like already had that written. I'm pretty sure I had the lyrics to the song Lurk already written. Um, and I, cause I remember thinking like, man, it'd be cool to have a song called Lurk and be in a band called Lurk. Like a lot of bands do that. I think that's like a cool move. Mm-hmm. So that's the only thing I can, I can say on it. But, um, yeah, like the song yeah. Lurk has like a meaning. 
Dude, the band name is just band names are so tough. It sucks, man. I hate them. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I'm surprised that uh, bands are still able to come up with cool names at, at this point because you got to think about how long like music's been around because like not even in just like the hardcore genre but just in like the whole like big picture of music like how people can still come up with cool band names that haven't been used yet it's funny i've been doing that all day today literally all day i have this new project and i want to drop the demo for it and i've had it recorded for months i cannot decide on a band name and i've been all day looking at my stupid notes i have like a list like a hundred deep now mm-hmm well, I, I, I don't blame you because uh, it, it, the name of the band is important because like obviously uh, people are going to judge you right off the bat based off your name before they even hear the music. Um, so that yeah. that that's a tough one. Well, hopefully at some point you can figure it out because that, that does kind of suck that that's like the roadblock to releasing this new project. It sticks with you, you know, like forever. So, OK, there is another lurk. I know I wanted it to be one word too. Yeah, there's the lurk. Where are they from? Like Finland or something? Yeah, it's like a like a Finnish kind of like black metal-y band. I've always said if we have to, I would change us to Lurk USA. We already kind of go by Lurk USA a lot. Mm -hmm. That would be the move. So they haven't they haven't tried to come for you guys legally. No. no. We we were having an issue with that on Spotify where another lurk, like a either like in the hip hop or rap world. Uh, he was like kind of putting a lot of his like archived stuff that was never on Spotify up on there now. Mm-hmm. And it kept attaching to our page. And literally every week there'd be like a new hip hop record that was Dude, showing up on our Spotify. So annoying. And we would like have to like, you know, email our, you know, pure noise or him directly and be like, Hey, could you like put this on a different thing? So it doesn't show up on our page. So yeah, there's yeah. other ones out there. Yeah. That, that could be frustrating because, uh, real lurk fans could probably pop up on spotify and be like oh like they got new music this is like new direction exactly. that they're going in this is interesting Dude, that was happening yeah. you we were rolling out the record and you get like the spotify like artists app and it'll say like upcoming releases and we had like the whole rollout plan for singles yeah. and i kind and i would see like you have a new single called like uh something jordan's it was like yeah. something about jordan's and i was like what the fuck is this man like mm-hmm. we're in the middle of an album <laughs> but it got figured out yeah well that's that's good that's yeah because sometimes uh they'll be like newer bands popping up and they'll have just a demo and it's like so hard to find on spotify for whatever reason yeah. and i'm just like man i wish they can make it or like the band can make it easier. But luckily, like sometimes I'll just have to like look for like their Instagram stories posts and hope that they, you know, uh, shared it from Spotify. So there's like that little button where you can just you yeah, know, the link. And yeah. So I'll just take you straight to it. Then I'll just like save it from there instead of having to try to find something that's like, like, you know, fairly new and probably doesn't have a lot of traffic. So it's not popping up as easy in the search. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's better just to come up with a name that's so bizarrely weird that you can't mistake it for anyone else. I'm, I don't know. Yeah, that's yeah. that. That's a good strategy too, because it's just like, yeah, people won't have to sift through like, uh, yeah. you know, band or like other artists or other or just like albums in general that have the same title. Yeah. So, you guys put out a, a promo tape with Undertone Records. Uh, I'm I'm curious how you linked up with Undertone for that. I honestly don't remember how it started, but uh, that is Jose and Eric and James. Uh, Jose play or um, sings in Misery, um, and Eric uh, played in a band with Jose as well. Um, oh, what was her name? 
soul power. Mm -hmm. They were sweet. Um, they're from San Diego and I don't remember if they emailed us or we emailed our demo to them. And, uh, they were like, yeah, let's, let's put out a, a seven inch or something. And so we did the promo tape just to hype up the seven inch. And, uh, yeah, we did that, that tape and, um, high five with, with undertone. Love yeah. those guys. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm a fan of undertone cause they, uh, worked with this band from Andrew called wise. Mm-hmm. So, Yes. Mm-hmm. So it's always I cool. think their demo came out at around the same time as ours. I remember them I remember seeing that on their uh band camp or whatever. Yeah. Like I think their like, demo dropped like twenty eighteen. So yeah, around yeah. the same time. Mm-hmm. Cool band. Yeah. Great dudes. Their their new record's coming out in a couple months. Um, but going back to uh, the the promo tape and hi fi what was that transition like? Because um, since you guys put out the, the demo, it seems like you guys have been busy and putting out a release every year. So uh, was that the goal to stay that active? Or were because you did mention that you had Lurk already written the, the lyrics. Mm-hmm. Um, did you just have like a whole like backlog of music that was just ready to be recorded? Or did you guys just want to stay busy and just continue to put out new music? We're always like that. Like we just dropped our record last week. Alex, how many songs do we have? Like, damn yeah like yeah good handful like pretty much fully done with vocals and then like god probably 15 or 20 other like instrumentally done yeah i mean during like yeah during the pandemic like we've been pretty good with kind of just like isolating amongst like our friends group and stuff Mm -hmm. so we were still meeting up like every wednesday for like normal practice and we're like well we can't play shows we can't put our record out what are we gonna do we might as well just like write new stuff so we've been doing that. Yeah, that's how. Yeah, with um, with Hi-Fi, yeah, it was just we've always like been like one release ahead, and there was some delay on Hi-Fi. I think with like the plant, so like we had those songs already written. We were trying to get a, a DIY label to help us put it out, like help us pay for it, like split it or whatever. So when we did the demo, we already had Hi-Fi, and we were pitching it around. Undertone did it. By the time it got pressed with undertone, we had electroshock written. It always works like that, where it's like we're one release ahead. And so, um, yeah, yeah. Eventually, Hi-Fi came out. And, and is that hard for you to kind of um, pick which songs um, you want to keep and release it since you're sitting on them for so long? Because you're speaking about being basically a, a release ahead. Um, does the like you mentioned you had electroshock written when you put out high five does the way high five gets received determine how you put out electroshock or are you just um like it, electroshock is done we're going to keep this no matter what uh i mean i think high five was a pretty specific thing like that was like definitely like our most hard material like sounds most like a hardcore band mm-hmm. uh and with electroshock that was like very focused again like similar to the demo it was like four songs they all like have kind of a vibe there's like a, a lyrical theme and electroshock was like I'm like really proud of how that came together i think it's really cool and focused um so no i, I wouldn't say it really determined like that like how those ended up being but um I mean, it is it is odd when you're releasing like I'm excited right now about these new songs we just wrote mm-hmm. as we're rolling out 
around the sun and around the sun came out a week ago but around the sun's been recorded for over a year and a half so it's like i've and written since we've been playing those songs for a long time now mm-hmm. so it's tough you're always like like i'm excited about these new songs right now by the time they're actually out shit i don't know when that's gonna be you know i'll be writing something new we'll be jamming on new songs i'm sure so i'm a huge fan of the song lurk um and i i i watched the the studio session you guys did at uh, bricktop like uh, mm-hmm. like 10 months ago and i i noticed that that wasn't in the set list is that something that you guys still play it wasn't we didn't play that no but uh hopefully well pretty soon we should have so we just played with knocked loose like a week or so ago mm-hmm. and uh it was so cool like hate five six or sunny was there and he filmed all the bands and i mean i've been watching his sets forever uh so he filmed it and we closed the show with that song so we'll get a we'll get a video to you soon enough of that one i don't even remember that i didn't know what yeah, yeah. but no we didn't play it for the live we did big fool though off uh, hi-fi which was really fun mm-hmm. yeah Okay. Hell yeah. Well, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to that. And um, you mentioned that that show at the Metro. What was that experience like? Because uh, obviously, Knock Loose, uh, in my opinion, one of the like top three biggest bands in hardcore. So it, it was cool to see them have that uh, celebration for a different shade of blue that weekend with the uh, two different shows. But um, for you guys to be able to play that, what was that experience like? Yeah. So, I mean, well, for me and, and for Kev too, I mean, us like being Chicago guys, like we've grown up going to that venue since I was like 15, 16 years old. So like that was a dream for me to play there. And we were fortunate to play there actually. And Kev's told the story before, but literally the last show before lockdown, we were on that grayscale tour and then we came home and then March 12th, we did, uh, there's this like beer brewery here in Chicago called three, one, two. So they had a three, one, two, March 12th, like show at mm-hmm. Metro. And we played with every time I die and nothing. And we weren't sure the show was going to happen. Like we loaded in and like, we were looking on Twitter and stuff and they're like, all shows are getting shut down. And our bass player ha- like has some, some health issues. I won't go into it, but like he was concerned about playing the show and he's like, this is not going to happen. Um, and then our, uh, Pritzker, he said, he's like, you guys can play the show, but we're capping it at a thousand and the venue is like maxed at 1200. So he's like, you guys can play the show, but then after that it's done, like no more shows until, you know, further notice. So, I mean, it was a dream. It was bittersweet because it's like a dream to play there, but also everybody in the crowd was kind of like looking around being like, we probably shouldn't be here right Mm -hmm. now. Like they didn't want to get too close to each other and stuff like that. And then, yeah, we didn't do anything until, it was so cool too. Like our first show back being at Metro was a lot better. And I mean, I, Kevin would know more than me, but I mean, the knock loose guys have been like supportive and coming to lurk shows forever, probably even before I was in the band. So, uh, super nice. And, you know, to play with friends in harm's way and, and MH chaos and inclination was really cool. So yeah, it was, it was definitely better than the first time. Not that the first time was bad, but it was definitely more relaxed and, you know, yeah, we have new music fun. and stuff. Yeah. Everyone was like in a better mood for, you sure. know, it's like, that was a lot of people's first show back. Um, and like, I had only been to like two shows up until then. I mean, well, this is two weeks. It was like two weeks ago, right? Something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I guess, I guess more than that. It was about three weeks ago. Um, yeah. The knock loose guys are awesome. They, we played with Matt. Oh, your audio cut out. 
No. Can you hear me? Uh, you're you're back now. That was weird. Sorry. I think I touched something. Um, you're talking about the knock loose guys. Yeah, no, they're just great dudes. They love hardcore. I mean, they just like love putting on for other bands. And so yeah. Any chance to play with those guys? Definitely will. Hell yeah. And I, I haven't asked yet, but um when did you join the band, Alex? And how did you join the band? Yeah. So like Kev said, I'm not an original member. So I joined kind of on the promotional promotional tour for the tour for hi-fi. And I was actually just looking at my Instagram. So it would have been July of 2018. So yeah, the demo was out hi-fi. I don't know if it was, no, hi-fi wasn't out yet, but you had it all recorded. So I remember you sending me all the songs and we're like, Hey, we're probably going to play a lot of this stuff. So I kind of tried learning everything that you guys had recorded up until that point. And then, yeah, like my first show ever with the band was my first tour out and uh, we started in Seattle and then ended uh, at uh, the Che Cafe in San Diego, I think. And that was with Darren Ingrown. So, yeah, I mean, it was so cool to like, wow, my first tour and I get to do a West Coast tour. And I mean, California is like the best. So it was really fun to kind of do that tour. It was so funny that last show in San Diego, like we were out in La Jolla, like at the beach you know, having a good time drinking. And we, we, we showed up a little, we showed a little up a little too late for that show, but it was, it was just like a big vacation for us. So it was really fun. Yeah. It was a good time. Yeah. Uh, shout out to dare and ingrown. Both those bands just put out new records and uh, doing really awesome yeah. stuff still. So, so it's cool. It's, it's, it's cool to see it, like to look back on a tour like that and to see the three of you guys still just doing uh, great stuff. Yeah. Both yeah. those bands rip and Andy who did our record did the new ingrown sounds huge yeah record's super hard yeah i was at the 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 record release for that because they decided to do it at chain reaction um nice which was like pretty interesting because obviously they're from like idaho uh, right but 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 i remember it was cool a lot of kids were stoked and uh yeah, yeah. when that record came out a lot of kids were uh the band's crazy pretty hyped on it <laughs> okay so uh after a hi-fi lecture shot comes out and you, you mentioned that it was a little different sound and, and like it had like a lyrical theme uh what was that experience like for you, you guys to, to put that out uh that was we recorded it but we weren't working with pure noise yet mm -hmm. um and we just started pitching it around uh after we recorded it and pure noise was like yeah this is sick let's do it and that's when we when we signed with them um but writing it uh i remember i remember being like i want to use synth like i want to get more um more devo influenced more um i don't know like like some kraut rock influences like just like make it funkier and like i feel like that's when we like kind of found our sound pretty much i'd say since then like we that was like where we like got comfortable with like what we do now pretty much mm. was uh pure noise even on your guys's radar as far as like labels you wanted to work with yeah i mean they uh we sent it to some other um labels and uh but it is weird we're like an in-between band it's like we were talking with some hardcore labels with some more indie and it's like indie labels are like oh, this is like kind of aggressive for us hardcore labels are like this is sweet but 
not for our fan base. And so pure noise like kind of does it all. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I think it makes the most sense, honestly. And it just worked out. Mm-hmm. That, that is interesting. Cause I, I'm not really, cause I, I'm not in a band obviously, but I, I was, I'm curious how that works. Cause I have, sometimes I'll have people reach out to me and be like, Hey, I'm trying to put out this music and I'm just thinking like, I'm not the guy to talk to. Cause I, I don't, yeah. I, I don't do any labels. Like, yeah, like I'm friends with people in labels. And, um, if, if I like the music, like I, I have no problem, like reaching out to my friends and be like, Hey, you should check this out. But mm-hmm. I, I'm always curious. And sometimes I, I feel bad too. Cause I'll have to like decline to help which i I always want to help bands but when it comes to certain things like that it's like i don't think i'm the person to do it if that makes sense yeah yeah i mean you should just email whoever it says to email on their label and if i don't know i appreciate a a good a good no though a good rejection like you know just at least gets at least get something you know yeah like when someone's like yo this is cool or whatever like Mm -hmm. just not for us like that's totally cool like I, and that could be for a multitude of reasons that could be like oh scheduling like we just have too many releases or like this doesn't fit in our catalog but kev i don't know if i ever told you this but one of my favorite rejections we ever got was i remember sending i think i sent electroshock to mike park at asian man records which would have been like a dream because alkaline trio is my favorite band and he did like their first two records and i remember him like replying back saying that He's like, oh, my hearing is shot right now, so I'm not listening to any music at all. Uh, so sorry, but no. <laughs> and I'm like, I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell if he was being like honest, like he was trying to let us down. I think he's like kind of known to do that, like be kind That's of funny so and fun. stuff like that. Maybe he was like, actually, uh, no, but he did it in a funny way, or hey, maybe I'm his not hearing. Going to listen to this. Yeah, my hearing is. Uh, I'm deaf right now. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, that's interesting. I, I would much rather get a rejection than getting ignored because I, I feel like yeah. that just grinds my gears when I because uh, I, I I book the podcast. I do everything like by myself. I don't have like a team or anything. So like when I reach out to certain people and I just don't get a response, I'm just like, OK, that's uh, like kind of frustrating. Like I. Yeah. yeah. Just say no. Like yeah. it doesn't need to be this weird thing. Right. Unless you're like a major and it's like you're not going to get back to all these bands emailing. I totally mm-hmm. get it. But like, you know, like if there's a degree of separation and it's like, hey, here's this. We have any interest in, putting, you know, yeah, it's, but whatever. yeah, that's that's life. People can be too weird sometimes. And uh, I, I always feel like I'd much rather have a conversation uh, even if it's not the, like the one that I want, right? Even if it is a, a, like like a decline to to come on the podcast, that's fine. Like I like my feelings aren't going to get hurt. I, I'd much rather just have that communication versus you like kind of like reading the message and not seeing it, and then I have to run into these people, and it's just like oh, now that's a little more weird, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The is. show interaction for sure. Yeah, because yeah. because I don't want to seem like a crazy person. Like you know, oh, this guy won't leave me alone. But yeah. I don't know. I get why that could be exhausting to like have to explain, but I don't know. There's like people that ask me to book shows and stuff and just gotta be honest sometimes. Yo, I'm like overwhelmed right now. You know, I'm like moving. Like I, I'm like doing some shit right now. Like if, if I got shit going on, I just like tell people like, yo, I got like this going on my life right now, you know? Yeah. And I feel like nine times out of 10 people are very understanding because like we all have shit going on. Yeah, and if you don't, then it could be like, all right, I'm not gonna. 
Yeah, it's now it's just like, okay, you're a weirdo. I, I want to get away from you. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, it's, it's wild. So when you started working with Pure Noise, uh, how did that affect the band? Because obviously it's like a you know, new thing, bigger label. Um, I'm sure more support, like way more exposure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, we had a talk and it was like, well, are we going to tour? And we... Uh, you know, we started working with a booking agent um, after that. And like now we're going to be touring. And then like it was pretty short after, though, that COVID hit. So we did, you know, that full U.S. last year and then COVID hit. And we had like a lot of stuff lining up for 2020. Um, it's crazy to think if COVID never happened, like what we how much we would have done by now. Yeah. Um, yeah yeah because we we kind of felt like towards the end and and this is just like internally who knows like how it actually went but it seemed like kind of towards the end of that grayscale it's like all right like you know numbers are going up like we're we're getting some hype here and then all of a sudden it just came crashing down and it's like damn like the rug yeah. got pulled out from underneath us so we were going mean, home from grayscale and record and go right yeah. back out pretty much yeah did you feel the, the need because obviously, obviously during COVID with, with uh, the majority of the bands, like a lot of things got put on pause. Uh, there weren't really any shows happening. Did you feel the need as a band to want to stay relevant and try to be in front of people's um, you know, eyes and ears? Or were you guys fine with like, OK, let's take a, a backseat, uh, figure out a game plan and stay busy. So when things are OK to start doing stuff again, like we'll be ready and have things to do versus uh, scrambling to try to get things back together after this long period of time. It was tough. I mean, that's like what that live stream was. It was something to do. Mm -hmm. But I mean, we put out that EP that wasn't even planned. It was like, you know, let's fill this gap. And we took a single and a B side from the album and then did some acoustic songs. Um, but that like, you know, that wasn't in the plan. And that was just to kind of keep things moving. And like, it sucked. After a while, I was like, I'm running out of gas here. Like, I, you know, like, I just want to play like that. We all want to just like play and, and yeah, I don't know. Yeah. And, and that was kind of, I think the decision to hold off on the record because I would say for like the grand scheme of things, like, yes, the band has been around since 2017, but like there wasn't a full length record out. And it's like, you don't really want to put out a full length if you can't tour behind it, especially if you're like a newer band. Like if you're the freaking Foo Fighters or something, you can afford to do that. And you'll know when you come back to playing shows, people are going to love it. But with us, it's like, we, it's kind of hard to put that out because there's always constantly new music coming out. And it's like, okay, are people going to listen to it for a week and then get over it and not, you know, not want to come see us when we can play again. So I think now it's a good time because like we can, play a couple of Chicago shows here and there and do the knock loose thing. So it feels right now, I think. Yeah. And you, you mentioned earlier that uh, around the sun had been recorded and you guys were just sitting on it for a while. How, how long were you guys sitting on that record before you actually released it? Since March of 2020. Yeah. Wow. That's literally that, that last show that Alex was talking about uh, that goose Island thing we record we went into the studio like a few days later like it was like the shutdown happened mm -hmm. and we went into the studio so i mean not that we were being irresponsible 
we all kind of quarantined with each other. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, we did. That was like the start of COVID. We did the record and now it's out at kind of the end of it. That's wild. Uh, it's been a long time. <laughs> but recording it at the very beginning of the, the pandemic, did you have like any idea when you wanted to put it out or were you just like, all right, like, let's just get these songs that we have done recorded and then we'll figure it out. It was supposed to come out September 11th, 2020. Yeah. That was the original release date. September 11th, 2020. <laughs> and it came out September 17th, 2021. Hey, it works with the band having a having a record done for a year and then it comes out. <laughs> yeah. It, that's what I mean. Like what I was saying earlier, it's like, you know, there's always something and you're always like one release ahead. It's like, we have so much new music now, but like, we got to support this thing. You know, this is our debut LP. We got to like tour on it and we got to give it its due. You know, it's, I don't know. Yeah, I, I feel like it, it, it is a weird balance because when I look at, uh, and I've used this example so many times, but I, I, I'm like a fan of Taylor Swift. And amidst the pandemic, she released uh, like two new albums and then uh, released a re-recorded album and didn't get to tour on any of that. So now, it, and she's like, like her like album cycle, she used to like, you know, put out an album, do like a world tour and then go away for a bit and then come back and, you know, do the same thing. But this time around, she wasn't able to do that. So she would just stay busy in the studio and put out just tons of new music. And now I'm, I'm just wondering, like, okay, what's her like cycle going to be like now? Because when she goes on tour, she has to, or she doesn't have to, but she has like two brand new albums that she's never done a tour with. And then she has these re-recorded songs that the fans are so in love with and happy to hear these old songs brought back to life. Yeah. And I'm just like, how can you balance that? Because that's just so much material. And then on top of, I'm sure she's working on new stuff. So like, like to, to find that balance, I, I can't imagine how hard that is. Cause like you don't want to just kind of tuck away like these awesome songs that, you know, you, you created cause uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of songs that people are going to want to hear that probably won't get the attention because of that weird predicament. Yeah. yeah. Making that set, making that set list is probably going to be tough when she starts playing again. Yeah. Um, yeah you got to talk to Dan, Dan and our band is the big Taylor Swift fan. Oh, Man, really? She's got some tracks. Interesting. Okay. Hell yeah. That, I'll uh, talk to Dan at some point. But um, but as far as uh, for for you guys, with um, obviously you played the the Metro. You have some shows coming up. Um, do you plan or do you want to give around the sun like a, a long life cycle, or are you going to you know capitalize on these songs that you're already working on that aren't released yet? No, we got a tour on this album. We have a tour in the spring. Um, I can't say what it is yet, but we'll be pushing those songs and doing that for a while, probably most of like next year, like it's kind of the end of the year now. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know what the winter plans really are. I feel like it's kind of slow. Um, and yeah, next year we'll be playing those songs a lot. We'll see about recording, but you know. And and you mentioned earlier that you guys have been playing these songs before. You're not tired of these songs yet. I no, I, I don't think so. Um, I know on that Grayscale tour, we were playing Pressure Points and Fear and Loathing, which we put out Pressure Points. That was like the first single mm -hmm. from Around the Sun that came out. So people like knew about that one. We did Fear and Loathing at the live stream 
And yeah, I just remember like getting a reaction, even on that grayscale to like friends of ours is like, well, what's that new song? What's that like kind of heavier song? So I think people, you know, who were there and were fans, like we're looking forward to that one. Um, but no, I mean, there's like some of our favorite songs weren't singles. So they came out the day of the record, like, especially for me, I'm such a big fan of the, I love the whole record, but the second half, uh, I really love a lot of the songs on, on side B and we really haven't played a whole lot of that stuff yet outside of maybe sterilizer and fear and loathing. So yeah, it'll be really fun to play that stuff, but I don't know. It'd be cool to play the whole record. I, f- I feel like we could do it, mm-hmm. but Hey, outside of a few songs here and there, but I feel like with the flow, I mean, we were really conscious of making an album like side A, side B, what song closes side A, what song opens side B, like really sit down and listen to it. And I think it would, it would pair well with a live show to kind of play it in that order. So maybe one day we'll do that. Who knows? Yeah. I think that would be awesome. Because uh, I, I like when bands are able to do like special performances like that. Because uh, there are, uh, I, I like with a lot of bands. I, I feel like there's like a lot of like B sides that just you never get to hear live, or like randomly you'll hear it like once maybe. So mm-hmm. um, if you guys were able to uh, put that together, I, I think that would be super awesome. I mean, the runtime's like 29 minutes, something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. It's like I feel like we'll be playing pretty much the record minus one, two songs and you know and play it kind of in order and and i feel like that's good i feel like we kind of put together the record like we would a live set too it's like get the same things in mind like okay what's the first song you want to catch people's attention i feel like chromosome on the record like grabs attention like i would open a set with that you know like Mm -hmm. so yeah it could work we'll see yeah well maybe one day headlining tour Lurk Maybe. front to back around the sun. Yeah. yeah. Play the B sides too. Yeah, there are there are some unreleased songs. Who knows if those will ever come out? But yeah. we'll, well send yeah. that to the to the fan club. Right. Yeah. Is that a joke or do you guys really have a fan club? No, no, we don't. Nah. Oh, okay. No, I, I, but we but we do have extra songs kind of sitting around. Yeah, maybe. Okay. Maybe somewhere. All right. Whoever is the head of the Lurk uh fan club, get get in contact. Yeah. yeah. Email uh, me. Uh but one thing that I do appreciate about um, Lurk is uh, your presence online. I feel like it's very professional, like especially when I go to your Bandcamp page, right? Because I feel like a lot of time uh, people go to or they'll do their band camps and it's just like, all right, look, I, we just want to get these songs up there. And I'm I'm like when I'm hounding bands to put lyrics up to their songs, I'm just like, why don't you just do this to begin with? I'm not I know for a fact I'm not the only one that wants to know what these lyrics are. Um, for people mm. who like don't have like the lyric sheets or whatever, but like when I go to your page, like you have the the header and something that I've never seen before. You, you guys have like these music videos uh, attached to it, and I didn't even know that was a thing until I saw it from you guys because I've never to this day I've never seen a band put a music video on their Bandcamp page. So I'm just like I didn't know that until you said I, that I, right I, now. Who did I, that? I feel better about doing this stuff now. Wait, you did that? Yeah, I do all that stuff. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. He, well, he's I'm, the pro I'm, at this stuff. I'm the freaking dude. I'm the nerd. Like, I do all our discog stuff too. It's okay. like, I don't know, man. I'm a fan of that stuff. Like, I want to see that from my favorite bands. I love when shit is documented. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, I like try to do that. And no, I agree. I mean, I don't know. I think maybe Paranoid's probably put like the lyrics up and stuff. But yeah, I like everything to look like nice and clean and have you know put the credits in there and stuff because mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I want to see where this band recorded their record, who is their engineer and stuff. It, like, it only helps, I think. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Alex is the lurk archivalist. He <laughs> he has videos 
uh, like of shows I don't even know he played. And he'll just send them sometimes. I'm like, where is this? Who took this? Yeah. Like, it's funny. It's, it's uh, nice, I, though. It's like, it's cool. Like, it'll be like a flash back in time. Like, yeah. Hmm, I, I appreciate know about that. I, I don't remember I, that show. I appreciate you noticing that. Like, I, I would never like go out and say, like, hey, check this out. But it's like, you know, if people it's notice, it's things. cool. It's little things. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I, and I just feel like it just makes it easy for people who are interested to get to know the band right because um maybe they're not that sophisticated in youtube which you know youtube is pretty simple but uh, if they're th- here at the band camp everything is here it's just like you know the, kind of like a one-stop shop and then obviously with all the the, the links on the side to all the other stuff it's it's great i i just love that you guys uh, you know have it all there even though it's Bandcamp's like you know everything spread up Bank camps like layout for that and everything is is awesome. I I wish it were just like a little more user friendly. Like I wish I could just open up Bandcamp like I can Spotify. Mm-hmm. I feel bad that I listen to Spotify, but I'm sure most people do. But yeah, Bandcamp's great for that stuff. It's got the lyrics, credits, and stuff. Yeah, and stuff. Maybe in due time. Maybe as their platform yeah. grows. Because I, I used to see people would like post like interviews that they did like on Bandcamp, but I, I don't think I've seen that in a minute. Yeah, Bandcamp is a great company. I mean, it's yeah. what they do for musicians. And you can like link merch to it too. Like it's kind of a one stop mm-hmm. shop. Like if you want to buy a seven inch, just go to the merch tab or whatever. And I've been using it more. Like I like, I actually prefer more because I, I ship out all the merch and the records. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is, it has gotten way easier on Bandcamp. I feel like I'm I feel like if we put merch up, I'll probably start using Bandcamp. Like we still have a big cartel, and I'm like, and this thing is like old, annoying. But. Yeah, I, I I use a Squarespace to like power my mm-hmm. website, so that's like, and it's super simple because I'm like like I'm not the best at like coding or anything, so I, I just love uh, their service. Yeah to check that out were you gonna say something alex no no i totally agree yeah i mean it's we do have a website which i think the label actually helped us uh put up and i know they've linked like some of like the pure noise like exclusive merch like if you want to like get the record and get like the bundles or whatever you can go there Mm -hmm. and it's cool too because it links i think it links like our bands in town thing so if you ever want to see where we're playing it's it's kind of a one-stop shop for that stuff but yeah, it's nice to uh, just kind of have a page that has it all there for you. Like, I appreciate that. <clears throat> and I, I was uh, curious about the two shows that you guys have lined up, which uh, are with like two awesome bands from California. Um, shout out to Military Gun. They just put out a record recently and you guys are playing uh, what seems to be like the final Gulch shows out in your area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm, their first time in Chicago and their first and last. <laughs> yeah, that's that's wild. I'm, I'm I didn't know that they had never played there before. I don't think. I don't think they have. Yeah, Could I think it's wrong. their first and last time. Two sold out nights at Bee Kitchen. That's so. Rad. Actually, it's funny that you mentioned them. Literally, my second show with the band was with, or actually would have been third because I think we played Portland second. But we played with Gulch really early on. Mm-hmm. Like I think before they really had much out at the time. And we played with them at this like little kind of art space in, in uh, Honey Hive. Honey Hive in San Francisco. Yeah. And they were super great. Like Christians, Christians, the dude, he let me borrow his amp and stuff. So it was really nice for them to ask us to do this. Yeah. 
that's yeah that's what i was gonna ask is like how you guys got booked on that show but if they asked that that's cool that they um, obviously showing love from like way back then to now mm-hmm. yeah good dudes yeah but it is sad uh obviously they have their reasons for, for breaking up but when i look at a band like gulch who uh has had the kind of impact that they have uh to call it quits at this point it's just like man that's such a bummer but I, it's I was crazy. Yeah. But that's why I would tell everybody like, hey, don't take any band for granted, like whether they're like the biggest band or not, because you never know when it's going to end. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I can speak on why they why they are or whatever, but like I do think it's cool. I think they're handling it like really well. Like, I, I don't know. I like when bands just like are like, this is it. If you were there, you were there. These are last shows come, you know, and it's just like, I don't know. That's that's cool. Yeah, because like those are the bands that people are going to be talking about, like down the road. Like they had a short life. They went out on top. If you were there, you were there. Exactly. Yeah. And I constantly tell those um, like those guys and like their circle of friends that their like network of bands that they have going like the Drain, Gulch, Tsunami, Scowl. I, I, I tell them and it's, it's probably weird for them to hear me say it, but it's just like, dude, like what they're doing right now is like legendary and, you know, like whatever, 10, 20 years from now, kids are going to look back at like this at that point in, in their scene and be like, dude, you guys are doing something crazy special. So, 100%. I've been mm-hmm. saying that like California, like, I mean, it's pretty obvious to see, but it's like unparalleled right now, like just the sheer amount of bands and just like how young everyone is and like inspired and like it's all a little bit different it's it's a utopian hardcore scene right now yeah what's the vibe like back in your guys's area because obviously like i i know about um like i have some friends in mh chaos uh, I, I know you guys there's like a a, a band called bovice that i'm, I'm friends mm-hmm. with those guys but as far as like the younger kids in your scene like is there like a like a whole new wave coming like have you guys inspired like any new kids to start any type of band out in your area? There's a, there's some younger kids. They they've been to our shows. Um, um, buggin, buggin, yeah, yeah. We would uh, we would play with them quite a bit. Yeah, I don't know who who else maybe. I mean, as for younger, I, I will say I do wish there were more. Mm-hmm. I feel like not not like it's very segregated here, like the punk and hardcore scene. And it, it's been a lot of the, the same people like making new bands and stuff. And now like us, you know, like, I don't know. I've played in a bunch of bands around here. I've booked shows around here and I'm 30 years old. Like, I don't want to keep like, this is it for me. Like I'm doing <laughs> lyric and like my other stuff. I'm, you know, like I'm, you know, I'll, I'll try to book shows to help out friends or whatever, but I, I do wish there were like more young people but like the young people that are doing it here like really do care and that's really great to see like there there's a handful of them they're underappreciated but yeah, and it's even, not like california I mean, it's not there's not that many yeah. bands here and there's a great scene in milwaukee too like we've been going to shows up in milwaukee for years and like we'll play with bands like big laugh which drew i mean his his band before big laugh force impact i think did the first lurk tour right before i was in the band mm-hmm. yeah so talk about like younger kind of midwest cool bands coming up they're on rev so it kind of got a california tie-in i guess 
Yeah, and uh, shout out Big Left, they're great. I, I gotta check them out because uh, there was this point in time where I was always curious about Milwaukee's scene because uh, there, there used to be like some bands from there, right? That were like a little bigger, but then kind of faded away. And I, I knew oh, about what I, band I, could you be talking about? <laughs> I'm sure people know. I, I don't want to talk about them. Did I, they expire? <laughs> I think their time is. Yeah. I was talking about Focus Minds, but I, I'm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, uh, but I'm I, not a man. <laughs> I, I enjoyed Forced Impact, but then they broke up, but I didn't know about Big Laugh. And I was always asking on the podcast, like, like yo, what's going on in Milwaukee? Somebody fill me in because I'm just curious because I, I like the Midwest. Big Laugh is sick. Okay. And then they were doing Mister. Who else? Uh-huh. When we were in uh, Vortex, we played uh, some shows up there with the total bands. Yeah, those are the two ones I know. And then, yeah, you got like bands like Lone and Cross Me that kind of came out of that expire world. And there was like obviously some grindy stuff too. I remember shit. Well, cause like I went to school up there. So like we would go to shows at the board. Did you ever go to shows at the board ward up there? I didn't go. I know. I'm, I'm yeah. a outsider. Right. There was like grind, like this thing called Falter, kind of like grindy. So I don't know if they're still doing anything, but yeah, I mean, those are kind of like the immediate peers that I would say we play with. Interesting. Out there. Okay. Well, I'm gonna have to, like I said, take a, a a dive into Big Laugh and see what's going on out there, because it's cool to hear that there's still stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Drew, Drew's great. But yeah, I'm I'm always excited for younger bands. I wish there were more. I just actually recorded this demo for a new Chicago band that'll be coming out, and I'm pumped on that. Just sheerly because it's younger people making a new band, and I like, and it's people from another band which is like you know i'm glad they're doing it but i wish there were like more than just the same recycled people like making new bands like i wish even if it's not great i wish like kids would just like pick up an instrument and just like put together shit you know 100 percent because i i always talk about how the youth is very important because yeah maybe your first band might not be the best thing but to go out and play shows and just meet other people and uh you know get connected to different people and play music with different people and you could eventually form that band that is good and actually is able to do stuff so i i, I do uh, hope and wish that uh, you know more of the younger kids in your area start to uh, want to do that and come yeah. out because because yeah it, I, I do get it it's like right like oh it's like it when, when you see the same lineup of people but just kind of switched around and you're like oh this is this is weird um, like mm-hmm. it, sometimes it's it's like cool yeah whatever but it's just like where are the other people because these can't be the only people that play music here and there's people that go to those shows too there's a lot of them mm-hmm. and i'm just like y'all gotta start making bands like start doing something like i don't you know and there are some I, and i hope i'm not coming across like i'm dismissing others no no no, i don't think so it's it always is like oh here's like there's a new band oh it's so and so so and so and so and so from the other band it's mm-hmm. like I'm that's us. We've done that forever. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. I mean, I remember when we were, I mean, if anything, maybe we were like a little bit more attached to the kind of like hardcore quote unquote scene when we were doing vortex stuff, which was our, our band prior to lurk. But I mean, there was, you know, people who were doing even zines and stuff like that. Like I know new morality zine put stuff out and, uh, new morality is great. And, um, like cognitive thought, like they, even though like they weren't necessarily like musicians per se, 
they were like, you know, doing interviews and putting out zines and doing photos and stuff. It's like, it's cool to see people like maybe inspired by going to the shows and like just doing something artistic is cool. So, yeah. yeah. And shout out Nick from New Morality Zine. I love uh, what he does for the scene and he's put on uh, and put out so many awesome bands. Incredible, mm-hmm. dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I also want to give a shout out to um, more recently. I, I read um, the interview that uh, you, you did with a resonating zine from your area. Yes. So, yes, so I, and I, I'm not sure who who um, does that. Uh, I, I've never spoken. To uh, I spoke with Angie, um, but yeah, that was awesome. It, it, stuff like that. It's like exciting to see more of that. I, it's it's few and far between. Maybe or maybe I'm just missing it. I don't know. I'm old, but like I do appreciate. Yeah, that. yeah. I I just want like whoever is like these people going to shows just to do more like it doesn't matter what it is like you know if you're just creating a show flyer or if you're doing a zine i i just think um if everybody did more that things would be like way cooler yeah it's weird i feel like it has to do with the cities you know it's like chicago i i'm california it just seems like there's more population surely so it's like Mm -hmm. looking at those videos of like the section hate show and like the gold shows and it's like there would never be a hardcore show here with that many people ever. Like really, unless it was like half hard or something, but like there's just that many kids there. And so the, I've, you know, there's that many more bands, which has got to be such a, a pleasure to have where it's here. It's just more spread out. And it's just like, you know, Chicago is weird. It's not a small city, but it's not like New York or LA but like I notice in small cities, I'm sure Alex will notice too. Like when we go to like Omaha or something, they like those scenes they roll out to their shows. Like punks, hardcore kids, skins, they all like go to the show, and it, it's just like really nice. Like it's really inclusive, and we're here. It's like it's not that small. It's not small enough where everyone sticks together and does. There's like three different scenes, you know. Mm-hmm. so it's it's tougher but. and is there any possibility to to bridge those gaps to try to bring everybody together i wish i i i only could hope to be one of those people you know i try to yeah and yeah i mean it would be great and i i don't not to say like we are the band to do that or anything but i don't know, i think maybe like taking it from an outside perspective, like our sound, like we still definitely try to have like our toe in the hardcore world. Cause that's kind of where the band kind of came up and like a lot of our peers and stuff are in that. So we still want to have like that raw sound and not, you know, alienate ourselves to it. But like Kev said at the, the top of the show, it's like, we kind of grew up like on classic rock and, you know, Pedro and I are trio blink guys and Dan likes Taylor Swift and stuff. And it's like, obviously we're going to get like a little bit more poppy and melodic and stuff like that. So maybe we can kind of bring that crowd in as well. And I don't know, not to say we're ever going to do like a turnstile thing or anything like that, but kind of, I feel like they're the band that's really meshing a lot of worlds right now. So if we could do that for here, that would be sweet, but good point. Like turnstile, show me the body. Bands like that are kind of like breaking, starting to break down those barriers, I think, which is cool. Um, it's just like, I don't know, anything goes, you know, it's so different that you can't box it into one or the other, which I think is the way to do things, you know? Yeah. And I, I, I do like the, the turnstile uh, comparison because 
when I, I look at you guys, I, I feel like um, even though like um, you might stray away from like the like punk hardcore stuff a little bit, um, no matter what, you guys will always be tied to it. So I, I feel like the scene will always support you guys no matter what. So I, <laughs> yeah, I, think, I hope so. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure they will, because when I look at bands like you mentioned Turnstile or even another band like Ceremony, um, you know, and, yeah. and if you look at like their catalog, um, their sound has changed and people love that growth, right? Like people like will ride for, for that band. And I, 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 I think it's cool that, uh, you know, bands are willing to take those chances because not everybody makes it right. I, I could name some bands, um, which I won't, uh, uh, which I don't want to, but um, I, I know some bands who have tried to go that direction, right. And try to evolve their sound. And people are just like, fuck this, this sucks. Mm-hmm. We're done. See you later. Like the old shit was good. And that's all we care about. Um, sure. But for, for me, and I, I feel like I'm constantly playing catch up with you guys. Cause I, like I said earlier, I'm, I'm a newer fan, but I've, you know, listen to everything so far, and I haven't been turned off once. I I, I'm, I like uh, the the progression, and I'm I'm like definitely a fan, and I, I like what you guys are doing, and it, and it's cool that you mentioned not being able to put you guys in a box. I, I think that's really important to to have that and to be able to kind of go anywhere with it. You can go on tour with uh, any kind of band, and I feel like you guys would fit in. Good cool. to know. Thanks, man. Appreciate yeah. that. I I won't even lie and say that ceremony is not an inspiration. Like watching that band grow like i found them like through violence violence and like i loved like power violence and stuff and i've loved that band with every record mm-hmm. they just they grow their sound but they do it well it's just like turnstile where you can't be mad at them because they did it so well you know like yeah know, as long as you do it good and do it true to yourself i feel like you can evolve without turning people off mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred percent. And I, I feel like even with their music, like you can tell that it's really them. It's not like them trying to try a new sound to try to capture like a new market. It's like no, this is like what mm-hmm. they actually created and what they like and what they love playing. Absolutely. Yeah. So. Yeah, I would say. I mean, like, I don't think we've ever, well, at least not since I've been there. Like, I don't think we've ever like specifically chased a sound like mm-hmm. yes we want to stay authentic to you know the band's roots but like so much of what we write is just like naturally what we've been listening to and like what we grew up on and it's just like showing our influences on our sleeves so yeah it's just like what we normally listen to is going to be reflected in the music and uh well, at least we're honest about it i don't know <laughs> yeah yeah no. like 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 you can hear the classic rock on around the sun and it's like Kev's a huge Thin Lizzy fan and you hear twin harmonizing guitar solos. And it's like, that's just what we, that's just what comes natural. And we have like a weird song in the middle of the record. That sounds like true widow. Cause Kevin Maida and Kev was listening to that stuff at the time. And it's like, we're not trying to do it. It just comes out and you know, we like to show some diversity and stuff. So. Yeah. And honestly, I feel like that's why you guys stand out because like you're like legit listening to like the like that type of music and having that real influence and you're not trying to create this unauthentic sound. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I w- wanted to talk about the the music videos because I, I watched uh, Crack a Smile and then it seems like it leads into Sterilizer. Uh, it, was that planned? Is this going to be like some ongoing storyline with these music videos from the record? Or is it just like this cool idea that you had to have like this little tie in? That was all Michael Herrick. Uh, so shout out to Michael. He's, he's the best. He's a good friend of ours. 
Um, but it's funny. No, that wasn't planned because the sterilizer video was done a year ago, over a year ago, I think. Oh, wow. We did it last September. Mm-hmm. Um, and because we thought that one was actually going to come out first. Then Pure Noise wanted um, Crack Smile to come out first. And so we did the music video for that. And Michael was like, well, now that this one's coming out first, I want to like try to link them together. And he did like the, the jumpsuit thing, which links it. Um, he may have more insight on on his grand scheme or whatever, but um, I wouldn't say there's like a, a story really. He just kind of like linked them in a cool way, I think. Mm-hmm. I thought it was cool because when uh, obviously Serializer came out about a week ago, when I watched that, I was like, the red jumpsuits. And, yeah. and I, I honestly sat there yeah. wondering, like, is that is there like some deeper meaning or is that just like this prop that uh, like, I, I don't know if it was like following you around and crack a smile or if you guys were chasing it. The the obelisk thing. Yeah. Um, I I have like my own like when me and Michael were shooting ideas back and forth about the video, like mm-hmm. I think that obelisk does have like a meaning. The song kind of ha- carries a meaning about like time catching up with you and mm-hmm. trying to run from it is pointless um so like that's kind of the theme of the record too uh a lot of 2001 space odyssey vibes in both music videos and i think that ties them together sterilizer definitely has got kubrick stuff all over it like from the jumpsuits the obelisk thing is in that too Mm -hmm. the same like thing that he he made um so that kind of links them but yeah yeah those are like some of the themes and I'm curious about the milk. Is there any? Is there was there any? That that that's kind of Clockwork Orangey in a way. If you've ever Definitely. seen that movie. Yeah. That's I mean, we weren't trying to like rip anything off specifically, mm-hmm. but I think it all just kind of like worked. Like I think Kev probably just sent Mike some ideas, and it's like, yeah, this is kind of what I'm thinking. Here's some storyboard ideas, and then Mike came up with it. But yeah, I mean that's kind of an influence Kubrick and a lot of those movies and Jack Nicholson and stuff like that. So dude, yeah, Michael killed it. He, he had an idea of drinking something like, like to the point where we're like being disgusting about it. And mm-hmm. he was like, maybe some like red Kool-Aid stuff. I'm like, dude, let's do milk. And he was like, all right. Like, cause milk is like, that's fucked up. Like, it's weird. <laughs> I hate you know? milk. <laughs> yeah. It was almond milk. So it was a little, it bad. was almond milk. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, who was yeah. it that had the cigarette in the milk uh, i was just like that is so gross that's pedro <laughs> okay pedro that was his idea too i love that yeah I, I saw that and i was like that's so that looks so disgusting but but, <laughs> but funny too yeah that's great okay that's and, a fun fun time shooting that yeah how long did it take to shoot that music video two days, two days. we we rented that van that that vw van mm-hmm. and we were gonna do it all that day and it started raining and got like it was like a thunderstorm so we had to postpone it because we were not about to dump milk on ourselves uh in the middle of the rain and it was like cold so. and as far as uh the the outfit the attire was that to go to kind of theme with the van because obviously like I, i'm not i'm not sure if that's how you guys would normally dress not no we don't normally dress like well i mean we like I wear Wranglers and, and stuff like that. Kinda. Mm-hmm. We all like seventies rock though. Like we all like kind of like I wear shirts like that and stuff, but it was definitely like thematic. 
yeah. like, dialed it in a little more. Okay. Yeah, but also we wanted to like keep it somewhat to like how we would normally dress. Like not that we're rocking cowboy boots and you know skin tight white white flared pants all the time, but like keep it maybe close enough. Maybe yeah. But like something that you know we could maybe wear on stage and like have it kind of surround the video. And I think the whole thing with the van, like once we had that, it's like okay, let's kind of tie it in. So like not get not get um what's that freaking band? What's what's the Led Zeppelin wannabe band that I'm thinking of? The younger Guard guys. Yeah, we we don't want to go like that far <laughs> with it, but like mm-hmm. at least keep it into something like we would normally wear, so it's kind of authentic, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm looking at the thumbnail for a sterilizer and it's all making sense now that it was recorded so long ago because I realized like you don't have like the same hair length now versus <laughs> I, I had a shaved head in that video and I haven't cut my hair since then. <laughs> and is that just like your quarantine hairstyle or are you just growing it out? Uh, Yeah, it was like my quarantine hairstyle. I like buzz my head for a while. I'm losing my hair pretty rapidly. So it's all going to go sooner or later. I'm just griming it up right now. Okay. And uh, Serializer just came out. Are there plans to do any other music videos for this album or is that going to be it for now? Uh, I think that's it for the videos. Um, we had like a little video made for Pressure Points mm-hmm. um, by our friend Bobby. He plays in that band Cloakroom uh, and his stuff, his video stuff is really cool. Um, but yeah, I think that's it for the videos okay. for now. For now, hopefully, uh, I I would like more. Uh, me being a greedy fan, because I I love when bands do music videos, because I, I just feel like to to take the art an extra step and film a music video, it, it's super awesome for for me for being a fan of the band to to be able to see something like that. Because yeah, because uh, uh, most bands uh, in, in the genre don't really do music videos anymore. Uh, so whenever a band does, I, I always think it's super awesome. I, I always want to. They're pay, so fun. Pay attention. They're so fun to make. I, I understand why you wouldn't though. It, it is a big investment and it's like, it's hard to like gauge the return on it. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, I don't know. You're spending like thousands of dollars on this thing. It's like, I don't know. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, they are fun to make. Yeah. yeah I guess that the only thing I can think of in the video world, I won't say what it's for, but there is a uh, an unreleased video from that live stream we did for a new song. Oh yeah, that's right. So maybe we'll put that out for a for a song that's on the new record. I won't say what it's for, oh, but I forgot about that. I that, that, send that, an email about that. That could happen. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, so you, so you, even though the record's out, you still have these little nuggets to to keep us interested. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we wanted to keep it separate, like from the live stream. Like, let's we'll put this out maybe later. If we if we feel it's right, so yeah. Well, now I'm sure people, are, um, whoever hears this, is going to be interested and want to <laughs> anticipate that because um, spilling the beans. Yeah, because I spent my fair share of time on YouTube watching all the videos that were out there of you guys. So it's like, okay, what to, what's next? I, I need to consume more. We'll see. I would love to do one. Yeah, we we love like live streams like that. I know audio tree is a huge thing in chicago for like filming bands and and what are those the far out sessions Mm -hmm. they do where like they'll take a band and just pick some random venue or restaurant or clothing store bar or something in the city and just set the band up and film them so i feel like that would fare well with our band so maybe one day we'll do that but 
no talks yet <laughs> so in between like these tours right because like obviously uh, the, the album's out you, you played uh the metro and you have some shows coming up but do you guys want to do more as a band like um like those far out sessions or want to do other things to to stay active now that things are a little more safe to, to do so yeah absolutely um uh, i don't know uh we'll see what happens i'm sure once we get on tour there will be more stuff um we love doing different things it's uh it's a lot of work to put that stuff together mm-hmm. it's a lot of legwork but um yeah it's always like trying to find new things to do you know like i feel like bands are doing a really good job at improvising especially during covid bands just for like improvising ways to keep connected um and that i've struggled with that it's it's hard you know it's like people were turning to TikTok. people were doing live streams and patreons and stuff and i'm like man i just like really wish i could just like write music and <laughs> let it be but being a band in 2021 is just not like that you gotta like do more yeah yeah it, the only other thing i could think of is like we've we've kind of talked uh ideas of like maybe doing a, a record release show somewhere in the city we've kind of tried to come up with like little cool ideas to make it special i mean nothing concrete at all it's just mm-hmm. kind of like in the air but uh that's the only other thing i could think of that we've talked about outside of what's already on the book so i think that would be awesome i i and i didn't even think about that like yeah you, you guys haven't had a proper cd release show for um or, or around the sun but yeah. yeah we'll see i'm I'm trying to work on it right now we'll see a rooftop show in chicago it, it, could that be a thing so we, we we got yeah, yeah actually that's a great idea we never thought never rooftops. Thought of that we love rooftop rooftop bars so yeah we do we'll, okay. we'll make some calls <laughs> i just threw that out there um it sounded cool. like it would be a cool idea but yeah i feel like for this record coming out and uh having to endure all of 2020 uh, and wait to put it out i feel like it would be criminal to not have like some sort of proper like celebration for this album yeah yeah, yeah i'm trying to trying to do that now let's see okay hopefully let's see how it turns out yeah because yeah, pretty soon um you mentioned uh there's a a, a, a tour and the things are gonna get busy you don't want to try to do a cd and like I, I get it bands have done it i'm i'm flying to a cd release show for a record that came out over a year and a half ago but oh wow I, yeah but but i feel like um if you could capitalize on it now strike while the iron's hot it, it would be yeah super awesome yeah we're, we're i think we're getting vinyl in pretty soon here so i'm gonna start putting that together well i, I kind of am setting the wheels in motion i just gotta mm-hmm. and sit down one day and try to bang it out and that's nice to hear getting the vinyl in because I, I know that I've heard it from everybody with the plants being backed up. And obviously you guys have had the advantage of having the songs done. So you're able to, I'm sure you guys submitted that like a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Surprisingly now we were going back and forth on the art, but yeah. Um, oh, that's true. Yeah. It's, there are some major backups. We got kind of lucky though. I think we got in like right before that. So mm-hmm. should get them really soon. Yeah. We got our test presses and everything. They sound great. So it's just a matter of getting like the finished product, but soon enough yeah it's crazy when i'm talking to bands and they're mentioning to me that they're not even thinking about vinyl they're wanting to do just cds and tapes for now until like that whole situation gets cleared and i'm just like that's it it seems kind of like a waste because i'm just like like if you're gonna do it eventually why don't you just 
submit it now and uh, figure it yeah. out. But to skip right. that, to, to skip that format when it's so popular, especially in like the scene, I, I just feel like that's like a bad move. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, we're not even doing CDs for this one. I think I think they'll have CDs. Maybe yeah, I think they yeah, eventually. Them. Okay. No, I think they have them. I'm pretty oh. sure. Yeah, I'm still a well. I'm not a CD. I have so many freaking CDs. I just sit on my shelves now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, they definitely die down for sure. Yeah. yeah gonna see. Yeah, pure, pure noise is usually pretty good about that. I think they have them. Okay. Well, it's great news for all the CD collectors out there, which is like an interesting market. Cause I, I have some friends who are like super into collecting CDs and I, I just never really got really? into it. Yeah. Speak. Yeah. Speaking of that, like I think all of a sudden the band are like big super crush fans. Okay. And I pretty sure they made a post about like making sure they wanted CDs to like maybe tie into the nineties thing and like play it in your car and stuff. So I respect, I like that. That's cool. Yeah, I actually didn't see that. Yeah, on that Grayscale tour, we sold more CDs than vinyl. I, th- I think I was on a lot of CDs at the merch table. That's interesting. Yeah. What, what do you price markets. CDs at? Like ten bucks or? I don't even remember. Yeah, I think they were ten bucks. Not like when it used to be like twenty one dollars for a CD yep. at Best Buy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I walked into this local Best Buy and like the like dvd blu-ray cd sections just like absent yeah um, yeah, yeah I bet. everything's digital now it's wild i know it's kind of a dead format yeah o- outside of buying like k-pop albums like like my video games movies music everything's all digital yeah pretty much yeah that's where everything's I, headed i would yeah i mean i'm still like i appreciate a good like blu-ray like mm-hmm. a 4k blu-ray to get all the bonus stuff but dude i'm totally i get it it's like you don't have to leave your house just order it off amazon prime you're fine yeah i i got in an argument with my friends because uh i was praising how i loved that i was able to watch like uh mulan from home with like disney premiere i, I just paid the 30 bucks and i can stream it from home and not have to deal with like going to a theater because i like going to the movies but i feel like it's always a risk because you don't know who's going to be there if there's going to be mm-hmm. like a crying baby or like last time yeah. last time I, I went to the theater I, I went to see shang chi and there was like this little kid sitting next to me um and he got to the end of his slurpee but would not stop sucking the straw oh, yeah. so i i just heard that for like half the movie and i just wanted to i wanted to honestly just buy the kid a new one so he'd, i wouldn't have to hear that weird <laughs> noise um yeah uh, but it was just like that just kind of hindered my experience and i was just like man if i could have paid the 30 bucks and watched it from home on my nice monitor with my headphones in like it would have been way better 100 percent. if there's a noise in the movie theater i'm furious if you're eating popcorn too loud i'm looking at you you're that guy that would yell at me 10 years ago for making noise in the theater i'll I'll yell at you now (laughs) keep it down yeah yeah Yeah, i'm I'm a cranky old man at the movie theater. I haven't been in the movie theater literally since before COVID. Now it's wild. Uh, huh. hmm. Yeah, I, I went because like out here, the theaters opened for like a like a very short period of time, and then they closed again, and then they opened again. So it's like I I feel like I've been to like I went like during each little like weird window when it was open. Yeah, the one I liked out here is um, Music Box. They do like. I don't they do some new new movies, but like mm-hmm. they'll also show like old 
old films there. Like I saw Blue Velvet for the first time there because they were playing it like on, uh, I think 35 millimeter. Mm-hmm. And it's like an old theater. Like it, it's really cool. It's like a different experience. So yeah. I'll, I'll go there sometimes, but I haven't been to like the movies to see like a new movie in like so long. Cause yeah, everything and everything's streaming like right away now, like the, the um, Sopranos movie that's coming out in a few weeks is going to be out. It's going to be in theaters, but it's also going to be out immediately on HBO. So mm-hmm. I'm going to watch it on HBO. Yeah. That's how I watched that new uh, horror movie, uh, Malignant. That was Yo, like, is that that's already up too? Mm-hmm. They did yeah. the same thing. Yeah, oh, it came okay. out the same day. So that that was uh, pretty interesting. I I just like the the convenience. I, I'm not sure, like you know, what the actual like if they're losing money or if they're making money because obviously I don't know how much subscriptions they've got, but it, it, it's an interesting market. Cause, yeah, because obviously, like I. I, you know, people yelling at me, like, what about the, the movie, the- like the movie theater business? Like, don't you care? And I'm just like, I don't, it's not my business. I, I honestly don't care. Yeah. Um, There's probably some guys out there that are as passionate about music as we are, you know, movie theaters and they're, yeah. we should have got the guys should- that buy the album, you know, and listen yeah. to the album. They go to the movie theaters. You know? We should have got made on here. I know made like, I mean, we're all big movie, movie fans, but our, our other gu- guitar player, Kevin made is like a huge, like movie goer. Okay. Like he goes to music box all the time. And I know when he was out on tour, he went to Tarantino's theater out in right. LA. I forgot what it's, what was it called? Uh, the Beverly. Called. Beverly. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He loved it. So that's sweet. That's really cool. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I, I've, I've honestly never been to the Beverly, even though it's, uh, it's not that far from me, like maybe like 30, 40 minutes with no traffic. It's, that's sweet. Yeah. I think he saw um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood there. I'm not mistaken because he got me this matchbook uh from it and it says like spawn's ranch that's like in the movie mm-hmm. so stuff like that is so cool yeah I, I had some friends they went to go watch uh john wick three and when the lights clicked on they realized that keanu reeves was sitting right behind them whoa yeah and i was like that's, that's crazy a, yeah i'm like that's like such an la thing to happen like my friends wow were, yeah they just were at this theater I, i'm not even sure what theater they were at but they posted pictures and he was nice enough to, to take photos with them and i was like that's such a trip he seems like that kind of guy it's actually funny me and kev went to music box with the one i was just talking about and saw uh the joker when it came out mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh young blood was sitting in the row behind us that you know that's like that new that UK. artist yeah. artist guy yeah um it's like weird it's like he like looks like the joker too out of all weird. places well he was just like passing by or like on tour yeah, or I, he was on tour with this band because we ran into this band outside that kevin had toured with mm-hmm. and they were on tour with him so he was like standing around in the same circle and then i didn't even know who he was but kevin was like dude that guy's like dating halsey was like, what what's he doing here that's so He's funny <laughs> that's how i know young because i'm a huge halsey fan yeah, it was like at, it was like during that time. So mm-hmm. probably like, you know, whenever Joker came out. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Do you guys like Halsey or listen to Halsey? Not I haven't I listened. I can't say I'm familiar. I'm sorry, Halsey. Oh, sure I do want to hear that new record, though, because I know it was done by Trent Reznor did it, right? Yeah. And that uh, Atticus Ross. Oh, so, nice. Yeah. It, uh, honestly, yeah, okay. that the, sounds good. Yeah. The new album is amazing. Better. The, the, the last record was a, a little lackluster, probably the weakest in the whole catalog. But the new record is awesome. Yeah. I got to check that out. Yeah. Whenever you have time, I, I highly suggest it. Uh, she's uh, actually like really talented. So, yeah. 
I do like her. She seems really cool. But I just been sleeping on it. Okay, uh, Kevin, you briefly mentioned this other project. Do you think you'll pick a name anytime soon, or is this just something it'll come to you and you'll figure it out then? Who knows, man? I don't know. I need someone else to just pick it for me. All right. Alex. And then people will be like, I like these ones. And I'm like, <laughs> we, we've done that. We're like in a group chat with like some other friends who aren't in the band and we'll like some, some serious suggestions. And then some are just like goofy that you cannot use. <laughs> so okay. and I'm, I'm sure we'll figure yeah, something out. We'll see. I want to put it out soon, but that's okay. my hold up right now. Okay. And as far as the, the other unreleased music from Lurk that um, you guys have, is this something that you're going to take serious like right now and work on it like you know in sync with the stuff you have going on with around the sun or are you going to wait till like after tour to try to flush those other songs out yeah we'll probably it'll probably wait till after tour i mean like we got to give around the sun it's it's due diligence and like the these ones like i think we'll just take our time on and like sit on them and like make them the we have demos for on them and like, mm-hmm. i think we'll make them as best we can and i don't know it's nice we i mean it, it's nice at least knowing we have a long time to to make our next thing and we know what we're in for rather than feel rushed and then sit on the already recorded thing we can you and know that, we have some time to write the, the best stuff we can so. that, yeah honestly i think the pandemic in a way you know, outside of the obvious, I think had some benefits with the band because I mean, you like, you look at like history, like bands have their whole career to make their first record mm-hmm. and then maybe a couple months to make your second record. Cause you're out on tour promoting the first one. And it's like, you know, you kind of got to get back in there. So, I mean, it's like not really the days of like, well, I don't know. You look at classic rock bands, like they put out records every freaking year and like, it's crazy that they could do that. So it's nice that we have like this kind of backlog of stuff. So when it is time, we'll kind of be ahead of the game because maybe not everybody has that benefit. So true. Uh, and I always talk about how there's never really like a, a true blueprint for, uh, you know, albums to have like a certain amount of life before the band moves on to something else. Uh, so I, I, I'm always just kind of curious and like to watch how bands maneuver their career because uh, sometimes uh i feel like they do it right they'll you know kind of have like this consecutive um uh you know row of like releases and tours and stuff I'm like okay cool that, that was like really fun but then there's other bands where they'll uh put out a record like maybe like once every two years and i'm like all right that's that's an interesting cycle and uh, kind of gives us a, like a chance to to miss them a little and long for like new stuff um and that works too so i'm always curious to see which path bands decide to take and if it's the right one or not Man, if it were up to me, we would drop a record every six months. I'm not even lying. Like we write so much, mm-hmm. and I love writing and recording so much. Yeah, that if it were up, it's not up to me. I mean, it's there's so many moving parts behind that. But like, I love like Ty Seagal and all those guys that just like drop records every year, like multiple a year, mm-hmm. and like they'll tour, you know, and they'll play stuff from it. But like they'll take a chance and be like, this record is all drum machine. And it's all like this, like really fucked up sounding thing. And it's like, that's just an idea of itself. Like I, that I would love to be able to, to operate like that one day, but maybe not with Lurk, but you know, just like, I don't know. I think that's a cool thing to do. I love those cycles. 
I, I could see us doing that eventually. Maybe it just takes a little time to get a stab, like more established, but then you can like start saying no to things and throwing our weight around and stuff. So yeah, we'll see. Well, you did mention earlier that lurk, this is it for you outside of the, <laughs> the, the new project. So maybe in due time. I mean, this is it like, like as far as starting a new Chicago hardcore, like band in the scene, that that's what I meant to say. Oh, okay. I'm still going to, I'm going to play music till I'm, till I'm bad. Okay. In what capacity that is, you know, it's to be determined, but I will not be starting a, uh, a hardcore band and putting out a, a tape and uh, booking shows for very much long. I don't know. I shouldn't say that, but we'll, we'll figure it out. Hopefully there's some young kids that will uh, hear this and get inspired and know that yeah, gotta, there's gotta pick uh, up my slack. There's yeah, yeah. Pick up, pick up Kevin slack. There's, there's definitely more room in the Chicago hardcore scene for all different types of sound. And uh, we got to bridge these gaps. We, we got to uh, get some unity, even though that's hard. Trust me. I trust me. As nice as California is, when you uh, kind of when you hear in, in the thick of it and you uh, know too much, um, things could be better. Is all sure. I'll say. I believe it. Yeah. But I honestly appreciate your guys's time, and I'm really happy to finally have you guys on the podcast because I've like seriously since that podcast with Tyler and I, I checked you guys out. I was hooked and I feel like I'm uh, like you guys are like my new obsession, which is kind of weird because now I'm here speaking with you guys and not watching these videos of you guys on the internet. So it's a, it's been an awesome time for me. So like I said, I, I really do appreciate you guys taking the time to do this, but before we go, is there anything else you would like to say? Thank you, man. I appreciate what you do. This is cool. This is another medium, you know, that, is inspiring for people like what you're doing is, is really awesome but yeah 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 absolutely yeah. and thanks for you know it seems like you kind of went back and did some research and stuff and checked this out so that's cool for for doing that like you know having us answer stuff and yeah i mean like even like you said like even if you don't play music like you're still doing something artistic and, and giving back so yeah we love doing this stuff so yeah anytime all right well hopefully uh, for everybody out there listening, they can catch Lurk in a city near them very soon. Oh, yeah. Thank you. All right. Yeah, thanks, man. Thank you guys for tuning in, and we'll, we'll be back soon.